Logan Savory is the editor of the South and Tribune. Thanks very much for being with us, Logan. Much appreciated. Now, what's happening with the election in your patch of the woods, particularly this Invercargill electorate seat? Yeah, well, obviously, the uh, oh, morning uh, from a very sunny Invercargill for a start. Morning. Good to hear it. Um, yeah, look, um, obviously, the talk across the country at the moment, we're, we're um, you know, uh, days out, or I suppose. We'll get closing in on an election and no different down in Invercargill, but a bit of chat around here. Um, look, uh, Penny Simmons, uh, uh, Nationals Penny Simmons and Labor's Liz Craig um, both contested um, the election in, in 2020 and are, again, the front runners. Um, this time around. Um, interesting, in 2020, there was just a 224-vote split between the two, with Penny Simmons um, getting up there. And, and obviously, at that time, there was that real sort of red wave come over the, that election, and um, and Labor uh, went really close to unseating uh, National in Invercargill. And um, Invercargill, obviously, uh, in recent times has been a real real sort of national stronghold. Um, Liz Craig still picked up a spot in Parliament as a list MP um, in 2020, although um, on current polling um, probably needs to win that Invercargill seat to remain in, in Parliament. Um, Liz Craig's ranked 44 on the Labor list, and like many Labor um, MPs are probably a little nervous at the moment maybe. Um, but on the flip side, Penny Simmons, she's, she surged up the national list rank, and she was uh, 63 uh, last election, um, and now is up to, to, to 16 on their list. Um, Penny uh, Simmons is a long-time former Southern Institute of Technology CEO and was a real vocal opponent of the polytech reform, and uh, particularly in her latter sort of time in that role when Chris Hipkins was the um, Education Minister overseeing that, um, you know, they, they, they butted heads quite a bit. And uh, National Party's leader, Chris Luxon, has... Um, publicly suggested that, that Simmons would make a, a great minister. So, look, if the polls are, are correct, um, you know, Penny Simmons could, in her second term, term potentially end up in, um, in Cabinet after the election. Very good. Only two weeks, less than two weeks now to, to find out. Mm. Uh, let's talk mm. about your stadium because, gosh, politics can get caught up in stadiums, that's for sure. Look up the road at Dunedin yeah. and Canterbury and on and on we go. So what's the debate in Invercargill, please? Well, I mean, it's not so much a debate at this point. It's just it's a discussion top and an interesting discussion top at that point. So, so currently, obviously, Invercargill has um, its rugby park venue. It's been home uh, of rugby for a long time in the region. It has a capacity of about eighteen thousand people. Um, uh, as I said, you know, special moments there. The British Lions have visited, and Southland's beaten France at that venue over time, and, and the, as part of the Invercargill City Council's long-term plan, it's, it's earmarked close to $5 million to carry out sort of earthquake-strengthening work and deferred maintenance maintenance and whatnot, and that is expected to happen next year. But what um, Invercargill's Mayor Nobby Clark is, is saying that he just wants to make sure there's a, a, a decent discussion before that goes around if, in fact, that money being spent is the best way for the future is the status quo around the, the, that rugby park best or is a smaller boutique stadium in, in, the, in the city actually a better option? Because um, it's been well documented you know, throughout the, the country that crowd numbers in New Zealand for rugby is on the decline. Um, and an 18,000-seat capacity, or not 18,000 seats, but an 18,000-person capacity Stadium in Vicargo, is that's what needed. Um, you know, I think Southland averages about three and a half for its home games. 
um, which is probably not too bad in the MVC for a lot of the other provinces, but um, might bring in about 6,000 for a South and Otago game. But the reality is there's not going to be a test match down here. Super rugby games are rare. Um, so the question me and Nobby Clark is asking is, would a smaller boutique outdoor stadium be better suited? Um, and that's not to say it's going to happen, and I know rugby would probably want to remain there, but I think it's when you're talking the, the dollars that is involved um, and you're looking long-term future, um, it's a worthy discussion, I think. Yeah, interesting one. And it'll be interesting to see if it does heat up uh, at some point. Now, mm. what's been happening in Matoura that's got the locals up in arms? Yeah, well, look, um, it's probably across the board in a lot of small towns, but the Matoura um, are certainly... Um, uh, really frustrated around ongoing vandalism. Um, so the community board has reached out publicly and said they've, they've had enough, basically, and this needs to be addressed in the town. Um, they say just recently about $20,000 worth of um, uh, vandalism or damage um, has occurred at, at public spaces like public toilets and public facilities and whatnot. Um, and this is obviously a town that was just last week... Um, uh, right in the heart of the, the state of emergency was declared around flooding. So there's some real, um, you know, just disappointment and frustration in the town that this stuff is happening. Um, you know, it's a small town um, community board working with limited funds to make some some good public places ha- uh, spaces ha- happen um, and when they're having to, to deal with $20,000 worth of damage, it's really frustrating. And, and as I mentioned, it's probably a frustrating a lot, a lot of small towns, but this in particular is obviously had a real raw nerve with those uh, community leaders in the town. For sure. No one, uh, no one is happy about it. And just finally, no. um, a special mention with one of, the, one of your most beloved sons at the moment down there being uh, All Black Damien McKenzie. There's, uh, there's someone to remember in his family. Yes, absolutely. Look, um, you know, uh, Damien's grandfather, uh, Graham McKenzie, um, died last week in Invercargill, aged 89, and Damien actually scored a try in that, that game against Italy on, on Saturday at the Rugby World Cup, which would have meant a lot to him and his family and what has been an otherwise um, pretty sad week um, with the passing of the grandfather. Um, Damien's um, grandfather, Graham, uh, he himself actually played rugby for South and was, was a staunch report, uh, supporter of the, the Woodlands Rugby Club uh, down here, coached the, the club's top team. He served as president. He was a life member. And what was quite a nice special moment last year, I mean, Damien has obviously got a fairly busy schedule being an all-black and playing uh, professionally, but managed to, to, to arrange a weekend where he could come down and play a game for 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 his grandfather's club, Woodlands, um, or the family's club's Woodlands, and he played alongside his brother Marty, which was um, which is a special tribute uh, to to Graham. And Graham was a really well known figure in in South and across um, dairy farming um, and rugby, as I've mentioned. He was also a life member and past president of uh, the Wyndham Racing Club. Um, so. Um, I'm sure uh, Damien um, will be, uh, for the remainder of the, the World Cup, really uh, have his grandfather's thoughts um, in his mind as he, as he goes about trying to, to win a Rugby World Cup and uh, just thoughts to the, to the family. I have Graham's um, funerals today and, um, yeah, really, really, really popular um, uh, person in the, the Southland community. Thank you so much, Logan Savory, who's editor of the Southland Tribune.